Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and we have an awesome podcast lined up for you in this next episode. I hope you're really enjoying the podcast and the feedback. Keep it coming, guys, because it's really encouraging. And not that we need much encouragement. We're really committed and uh, very focused to keep on bringing the best of the best. Well, today's podcast is an interview. It's a, it's a sharing. It's a keynote. It's everything above. I guess Brendan Dover from The Drain Man, he's going to be sharing and, and, and ultimately um, giving us an insight as to what it takes to go from to and keep on backing it up as often as you need to in the constant and ever, ever journey called business. He's been a client of ours, a client of ours since 2007. And he's um, ultimately taken you know peaks, troughs and everything in between to get to where he is and continues to in 2018 with some brilliant successes. One thing that he's always remained a constant in is um, continuously being the investor, the student, the committed business owner that always invests in his people, processes, I guess, um, researching new ways of doing things, new ways of improving and constantly looking at the mirror and saying, how can I, as the business owner, ultimately the business investor, keep on being the leader that's befitting serving the customers and the A-grade customers that they are. So stay tuned and listen. Listen carefully to this great Australian story, The Drain Man and its journey thus far. And as we settle into 2018 and beyond, this story just keeps on growing. I guess they're moving through their third phase of SME growth and the challenges, ultimately the successes that are in front of them is not to be taken lightly. So Brendan Dover, The Drain Man, Business Benchmark Group, I'm Stefan Kazakis. Listen to the intro and take some learnings out of that as we settle in to the podcast and the interview, the sharing that is Brendan Dover, The Drain Man. So as business owners, we are making decisions every day, yeah? Some of them are very highly hourly rate and others are not so highest hourly rate. Some of us are motivated by consequences. In other words, we're in survival mode. We just need to go and do what we need to do. It's like taking the garbage out of the kitchen, for argument's sake. When it's overflowing and it's sort of smelly, there's a need to get rid of that garbage from that space, fair to say? Or in my home there is, anyway. <laughs> so, so there's a need, there's a consequence if I leave it there for too long. And if you could understand that the difference in how we, and I'm going to talk about this a little later on this morning, if we can understand what the difference is between you know, your survival activities, which are only about today and maybe next week, versus the thriving and gain, the positive gain activities, which is about investing and prepared to invest in the future, you're going to be making better decisions. When you have clarity around where it is that you are going to, what it is that's important to you, when you have people that are uncompromising and non-negotiable on your team about where we're going in the future, you've got a better chance of getting into something called the future that's going to be different to, in most cases, the past. And in fairness, when it comes to growth structures and, and, and ultimate growth, you've got to be something different because it's a whole new space. And you need to be a very different leader with a def very different plan and a very, very different set of rules 
to be able to do that. And discipline as individuals, disciplines as teams is critical. Does that make sense? So when we talk about structure, the key thing about structure is discipline. It's often that I hear some of our clients and in some cases non-clients talk about, oh, let me just absorb this. Uh, that's a lot of information. Let, let me absorb this and we'll come back tomorrow and we'll give it another go. Let me have a break. A break? This is life. I'm not sure about you guys, but this is not high school where you know, we had terms and holidays and stuff like that. This is life and we're adults, which means nothing is stopping for no one. The only thing that stops for anyone is our mind saying, I need a break. A break from what? Growing your opportunity, really. You haven't done a really good job of your succession plan, if that's the case. You cannot stop this thing called business. If you want to flirt with something that's going in a certain direction, say, oh, no, no, I don't want it to become a big business, <coughs> let me tell you something about stopping something that's going to become a big business. You'll have something that's not a, small, a big business, and it's not a profitable business, and you will have stress. And stress and, I guess, exhaustion versus push a little harder right now, stay with the rhythm and tempo of pushing through, have the resilience to push through, and you watch what happens. And a perfect segue. Thank you, Dione. I want to introduce our keynote speaker this morning. Some of us are familiar with the brand, some of us are familiar with the man. In saying that, he's been a, uh, an exceptional person for me to know and be acquainted and ultimately... Um, I guess, be an influence, as he's been an influence in my life. That's got nothing to do with him being a keynote speaker, because I think his story and his journey and ultimately his point of going to a cliff's edge and continuously, continuously reinventing, continuously innovating, continuously saying, take a break, a break from what? There's no such thing as taking a break when it comes to building a business and a business that you have a dream and a vision to deliver on. So without a further ado, Brendan Dover from The Drain Man. Kind words, mate. Kind words. When you uh, work with Steph a fair bit, uh, they come in time when you've done the hard work. No excuses, no bullshit, no carrying on. And if you're a little bit soft, you're not going to go well with me. Simple as that. I've had a number of my uh, fellow licensees in a, in a business say to me, geez, you're aggressive. Yeah. I'd rather say I'm intense. In 2001, I started this business. And in 2015, I am growing this business. There is a remarkable difference in the attitude there is a remarkable, remarkable difference in the mindset of what I do every day. I've got some young kids, the youngest of them, uh, young Patrick is three. And at 5.45 this morning when I was walking out the front door, he said to me, Daddy, why do you have to go to work? <laughs> what a question. From a three-year-old. From a three-year-old. So it starts your thinking, doesn't it? Why do you go to work? Why do you have to go to work? Do you have to go to work? As a business owner, as a leader, of course you do. So in 2006, I'm sitting there with a business uh, 
and I'm thinking, I'm a plumber. I had no education about how to run a business, how to strategize, how to think forward, how to grow it. And I saw an ad and I met Stefan in 2007. We started working together in about November. It was myself, there was two subbies on the road, I was on the tools, uh, seven days a week, probably about 12 or 14 hours a day, and a part-time bookkeeper in the office, who was having a lovely time at my expense. She was at home. She was in my home. She was in a two-bedroom unit in an office beside the kitchen, and we were doing business over my kitchen sink. She was having a great time. She'd come to work at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning and go at 5. She was a part-timer. I was running back then. I was running, not growing. I was running a part-time business. Because I'm a plumber. I go to work when people need me to go to work. Because I'm on the tools. It had to change. It had to change. There was no options. It's pretty simple stuff. Plenty of ambition. Plenty of ambition. You've got to. If you're a business owner and you don't have ambition, you are kidding yourself. If you're being coached by Stefan and his ambitions for your business are greater than your own, you're both in trouble. And Steph will already have identified that his ambition is greater for your business than yours is and he'll be telling you to walk the walk. It's either get on board or get off. If you're on the bus, you've had to pay for a ticket. So use the damn thing and get the best out of it that you can. In operational structure, it's pretty important to identify uh, the key parts of, of your business. And without people, 99% of businesses are dead in the water. Your team is your most valuable asset. Get them on the same page. Everybody has to be on the same page. There has to be a common goal. Everybody has to understand why we're coming to work today. Everybody has to understand what we're doing. What is the goal for the month, for the next 90 days, for the next 12 months? What are we doing in five years' time? And if you're sitting here thinking to yourself, oh, shit, this is not for me, then you're right. Make a decision and move on. Some people shouldn't own and run and grow businesses because they are simply not capable of it. It is not a, a soft-hearted approach. You don't get success in business by being soft. You don't have to be insensitive, but you do need to be able to make decisions. You do need to be able to walk up to the edge of the cliff and go, I'm not looking over there, I'm working out where, how far I have to jump to get to the next bit of solid ground. Yeah? I'm falling off the edge. 14 people couldn't push, push me over the edge. No chance. A team of draft horses might have a chance, but they've got to have a damn good reason for why they're pushing me. It's not happening easily. 
So when you talk about team, you've got to invest in your team. You've got to work out, if you're running a business that's selling time, like mine does, you can't have people who might cheat time. So it's employees or it's subbies. Subbies who can cost you more money than just stealing time. They can steal clients. They can steal clients from a number of different perspectives. They only have to do the wrong thing by looking at someone the wrong way because it's their business, because they're a subcontractor, and you lose the client. They don't lose the client. You lose the client. So it's very important to understand that. Marketing. It's Yellow Pages or something like Yellow Pages, and I use this example because I think Yellow Pages are pretty much dead, even online. Um, versus test and measure. Very important to know what your aims are. What Stefan's talking about is, is perfect this morning. And if you don't get what Stefan's talking about, then you need help. If what Stefan was talking about this morning is not clear to you, doesn't ring alarm bells, if you're not doing some of this stuff, then you're in trouble. Your business is in trouble. Long term, your business is in trouble. Let's face it, who wants to be 65 years of age and still having to come to work? Daddy, why do you have to go to work today? Not happening here. I'll guarantee it's not happening here. But it's not going to happen because I'm a lazy bastard. It's not going to happen because I want to have a break or I'm not going to be intense for 14 hours of the day. I go to work most mornings before 6am. I never come home before 6pm. Never. We do some amazing stuff with some of our people. Finance, key number reports. Six key numbers. Very, very important. And if, when I first started with Stefan, I couldn't get my head around paying myself first. It was almost abhorrent to me, because I'm a plumber. I have to pay my Reese's bill, and I have to pay this, and I have to pay super, and I have to pay this, and I have to pay that, you know? Like everybody else seems to get paid first. No point in doing it if that's the case. You've got to be selfish. And you've got to be selfish because business, being a business owner is a very lonely spot. Even if you've got a partner, whether it's your partner in your life or it's a partner in your business, it's lonely. It's tough. It's not easy. Does it have to be hard? No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be hard, but you need to know the key numbers to be able to get through the tough periods. You have to know the numbers. The scoreboard, if you're playing a game of cricket or footy or rugby union or whatever sport you want to call it, if there's no scoreboard on the wall, what's the bloody point in playing the game? If you don't know the numbers in your business down to you know, the nitty gritties, I want to know the ins and outs of a duck's ass. Now that might sound harsh, but I have to know exactly what's going on. I want to know where my dollar's being spent. I want to know what I'm not spending money on. I want to know where my profit is. I want to know my break-even point. Because at the end of every week, when I get a report that says, yes, we're on target for another record, I go, to, I go home to my kids and I'm okay. 
Because I don't think about work on the weekends if I'm not doing something that requires me to work. But I'm not going to say, I've got to do something else this weekend, I can't do it, you know, my business will have to wait. Finding harmony is different to finding balance. Harmony means that it's all working together. Your family, your life, your work life, it's all working together. There's no such thing as balance, the old seesaw. Because up and down like a fiddler's elbow. Location. (coughs) Doing business over your kitchen sink. This was an easy decision for me. I didn't want to come home and be at work. You can't have structure running a business from home unless you have a lot of discipline. But then if you've got that much discipline, you probably won't be able to make a decision. Because you're always at home. Or you're always at work. And there's got to be a demarcation. You can't grow a team over a kitchen sink. You can't grow your people over a kitchen sink. They've got to know that they're coming to work at 8.30 in the morning and they're going home whenever it's finished. Don't leave today what can be done today for tomorrow. I was in... Uh, New York in 2008 and I saw a billboard and it had the Nike tick at the bottom and that's the only reason I knew that it was there, that it was Nike and it simply said, yesterday you said tomorrow. How powerful is that? As a message to your potential customers, yesterday you said tomorrow. So I can't go for a run tomorrow because I haven't bought my shoes yet. Pretty simple, isn't it? The messages in business need to be simple. They have to be simple. They can't be complicated. You've got to dumb it down. You've really got to make it so simple that everybody can understand. And that's why the common goal has to be simple. Just going back to marketing a little bit, um, because it's important. The Yellow Pages, or Google, AdWords, uh, that's a big bucket, a huge bucket. $2 coins only go into them, and they go in at a rate that I'll bet you can't control. Because every other bugger's on there thinking they're going to get a bit of the income as well. But if you don't know what you're getting out of, your Google Ads campaign or your radio advertising or your TV or, or even a BDM. If you don't know what you're getting back, then why would you put any more in? Um, and it's very, very important that you know your return on investment. It's part of the scoreboard, but see, test and measure gives you your ROI. No point in going out there and working 70 hours a week if you don't know what you've done it for. If you don't know why you've done 70 hours worth of work, then you're a slave to your business. You're not growing a business. You're not running a business. Your business is running you. 
because you don't know. How can you know if you don't know the numbers? Investment in our people. Uh, costly, challenging, and um, and a key. There must be alignment between the leader, the suppliers, the customers, and the team. <coughs> there has to be an alignment. Um, your people are, are so important. And if you get it wrong, it's costly. If you get it right, it reduces stress. And then, when you don't have the stress, you can put effort into growing your business. You can put, put more effort, when you've got the right people, into growing more of the right people. I've seen young blokes, plumbers, who have just come out of their time, they're probably, you know, just finished their apprenticeship, <laughs> and in four years I've worked with them, and the, the, the difference is, like, amazing. And it's a buzz for me. It makes what I do worthwhile. You'll get an old dog, and you might not be able to teach old dog new tricks, but... Uh, if you just show that you care, if you demonstrate that you care about people, they will grow. It's important, very, very important. Our niche, know what your niche is. Develop your niche. There is something that each and every one of us as business owners is very, very good at. Is there any concreters in the room? Any people who work with concreters? One, two, okay, interesting, interesting. And they build from the ground up. They also do a lot of damage to drones, which is why I asked the question. Because I want to know who they are so I can go and attack them and find out how to get work off them. Because when they're building things, they break PVC pipe and we have to come along and repair it. See how I think about strategy? I ask questions. I ask questions that identify my niche. Knowing I'm a plumber and I can take on hot water, cold water, roofing, uh, sewer, tap repairs, bathroom renovations, so I can do all sorts of stuff. But I really, really drove down to drain clearing. And then in 2008, I, become, I became a reliner. Because I don't want to dig any more holes. And I took Steph's advice. If you're in a hole, stop digging. Stop digging. It's hard work. It's risky. And some people don't get it. So you have to educate your customers to understand your niche. Because you understand your niche. You're, if, if you're a business owner in your business, you're an industry expert. And if you're not, you should be. But if you're an industry expert, then half of being an expert is teaching other people about what you do. Very, very important that you know and invest in your niche. What is it? And if you don't know what it is, there's nothing wrong with that. Find out what it is.
Find out what your niche is. Find out what you're really, really good at if you're a locksmith. And is there something in plumbing, and I notice there's a few plumbers in the room, if there's something in plumbing that you're really good at and you can uh, get a better hourly rate, then invest in it. Invest in it. You don't have to be everything to all people. You certainly don't have to be at people's demands. If you've got C and D grade clients, and we're talking about uh, <coughs> workflow here, if you've got C and D grade clients, then I would be suggesting you spend some of your time getting rid of them, doing less work for more profit. Profit's a beautiful word, love profit. More profit for less work sounds great to me. We're on a road to a winner. You don't need C and D graders. They're a pain in the ass. They cost you money. Identify who they are and get rid of them. You will not believe the difference in your daily work of what you do. Surrounding myself with people who are better than me. I, I, I've always said people who are smarter than me because I'm a plumber. Uh, and I'm a pretty simple human being. I'm, dr I'm a driven human being. I'm intense. And, uh, but there's a lot of people out there who are pretty smart at what they do. Yeah? People in finance who can talk numbers, like George, half the time I say to him, mate, speak English. You know, like, put it, dumb it down, make it simple for me. There's nothing wrong with playing dumb and digging deep. Finding out. You ask the questions. Who, what, where, when, how, why. Six questions you cannot get a yes or no answer from when they start with those six words. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. You tell me how you can say yes or no to either any one of those words. You can't. You can't answer with a one-word answer. You just can't do it. So ask those questions. Surround yourself with the people that are smarter than you. There's nothing wrong with being surrounded by people who are much smarter than you because you rely on your people. It's very, very important. They're big decisions every day. There should be big decisions every day. We continue to grow our people. Most, most important that you continue to grow your people. You have to grow your people because the business is growing. So everybody in the business has to grow with the business. You don't have to deliver um, uh, Penfolds Grange, Steph's saying. But if you are, if you actually are, then make sure you have a damn good decanter. Don't put that Grange into a shit decanter. Because the customer's going to sit there and go, this bloke doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm paying X hundreds of dollars for dinner tonight and I'm not getting what I need what I want. Grow your niche. Understand your niche. Grow your niche. Find out that there's a product out there that expands what you deliver. Growing your niche adds value. Adding value to your customers, for your customers, is very, very important. Some people say to me on the phone, when I used to answer phones on weekends, geez, you're bloody expensive. I'd rather say, we are expensive, yeah, no doubt. I've got no problem with that. 
We are expensive and we'll continue to be the most expensive. But Jesus, we're good value. Different conversation, isn't it? Completely different conversation. If you add value. I don't know who that is. That's not a customer, mate. (laughs) Looks like mine. And it was supposed to be turned off, so there you go. Give us a scripted call, I do apologise. Diversification and multiplication. Um, Part of growth in business, and I'm still learning this, that's why I love what I'm doing, because I'm still learning. And they'll put me in a pine box, and I'll only have just stopped learning. (laughs) Is understanding what can complement what you deliver. What can complement your value proposition? Uh, And we have, and we will continue to do, uh, acquire businesses that are bolt-ons to our business. We may even purchase some of our competitors. And we'll do that because of strategy. Um, Diversification and multiplication is all about strategy. When you're, when you're talking about strategy, you talk about a plan. I can tell you now, this is one of Stefan's pets, planning is more important than the plan. Planning is a constant thing. Planning is daily. Planning is monthly. Planning is 90 days. Planning is the year. Planning is where we're going to be in five years' time. How do we go about the plan? Who do we need to execute the plan? What do we need to execute the plan? So that's all the planning side of the stuff. You know, you can have a business plan, but if you're not constantly planning, you're in trouble. You are in serious trouble because growing a business is a lot different to running a business. And if you're not growing, you're dying. I was taught as a younger man by my mother, life in general, if you are not going up, you are either stagnant and about to go down. Or you're going backwards. Things that won't change, commitment, Commitment will never change, ever. The rules of the game will never change. The rules of the game are set by the common goal. Planning and strategy will never change. There are three simple things that you can never, ever let go of. Uh, So wrapping up, um, because I'm pretty much done, uh, and I hope I've given you something I hope I've given you lots of stuff. <laughs> um, happy to help anybody anytime. Even some people who think they might be a competitor of mine, I'm happy to help you. No problem at all. If you've got a problem, ring me. You'll find my number. You mightn't get my mobile. Happy to help. Open. Open. Because you have to be. To grow, you have to be. Thanks, Steph. Thank you, Brendan. Questions?
I mean, this, is, this is a business that at least three times in the last seven years has you know, really pushed the boundary and flirted with rolling the dice with a plan B all the time. That's why we still survive, right? But to go to the next level, this business has rolled the dice at least three times at critical moments to break through. And to break through, you need to break down or you need to break with or you need to break apart. But if you're pushing to a higher level, if you're pushing to a new level, if you're pushing to what should be, for whatever your version is, a benchmark <coughs> level, as in it's uncommon ground, there's got to be things about that, not only as individuals, but as a business, our personality and our identity as a business, which are critical. So it's fair to say what got us here will not get us there. However, the things that got us here, particularly the good things, the, the winning ticks in a box things, they do need to come with you. So questions for um, Brendan. Anyone? Anyone got any questions? Yes? Fantastic. Throughout <laughs> um, W is a very, uh, the, uh, the, the listeners of Throughout W are very, very loyal. They're older, so they understand value. Um, and if we're operating at less than $6 for every dollar we spend, we're in trouble. We've also worked out exactly what we need to spend to get a certain number of inquiries per month to the dollar. It's not, uh, it might be X dollars, it's to the dollar. And every time we put an ad on the radio, we know exactly what it's going to cost. How long did Who it take you to get there? How long did it take you to get there? Oh, five or six years. <clears throat> How many properties could you have purchased in the same investment? Depends on how much you're paying for them. Uh, at least three. Um, and in fairness to that question, because that's the choice, yeah? Do I put my money somewhere else or do I put it into here because I believe in what I'm growing? And I be, am I being disciplined to test and measure? Am I disciplined at understanding return on investment is your choice? Mine would be return on the asset. Will this help my asset be better utilised? And ultimately, to get to the point where, you know, businesses like the Drayman or uh, the other bloke that sells tiles or blinds, to get to that level where you are subconsciously, you know, you might be heard once in a day and people thought that they've just heard you four times in the last ten minutes, that takes an investment. That's a journey. And you're either on the game or you're not. So my advice... My advice for anyone thinking of radio advertising because the drayman does it, unless you're prepared to stay long tail, as in invest what is needed long tail at the level that's needed, don't do it. Is that fair to say, Warwick? Yep. Don't do it. Brandon, what's the goal? The common goal? To get better. There's a slide at the end. It says it's easy to be cheaper much harder to be better. But from a structural perspective, what does that mean? I, I guess, you know, what, what does it look like? What is the goal? Your version uh, of the goal well, today? Uh, national exp exposure. Um, How far are we from that? We've started the process. Uh, we started the process a couple of years ago. Um, We'll move into another state within 12 months. 
at least one. Why? Would it be this? Why do you want? National I don't exposure? want. I don't want. Uh, I need it because there's challenges there. There's challenges in understanding the Sydney market and the Adelaide market because they're vastly different. It helps you understand more about your business as you grow. Um, Was there a different question to that? Well, I mean, similar to us, we've got that opportunity if we want to do that, but why? Why do we want to do that? If, if uh, well, because you've got to want to. You've got to want to. You've got to need to. If you're happy to stay in Melbourne and 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 just be Victoria, let's say. I don't know what you do, but if you're happy with um, with your marketplace, then that's okay. As long as it's giving you what you need. If it's... Eh. What's the greatest challenge for taking on the unknown? As in a new territory? People. What sort of people? Team. My team. Internal people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Not in, the external. No, nah, it's internal. It's being able to manage that growth. Managing growth is probably the hardest thing I've had to do. Because you can grow and you can grow and you can grow. And if your balloon doesn't have an outer casing to make sure that the balloon just doesn't keep going and then pop, you're in trouble. And part of what we do is lining. That's exactly what that is. If your bladder isn't controlled, as in the, the, the thing we pump air into, it'll just keep it expanding. And it'll end up, the bladder will be 60 metres long and your liner's only 4 metres long and you're in the shit. Quite literally. Quite literally, because we line sewer drains. One more question, guys. Jenny? Fred, you talk a bit about having your team on the same page. Yep. Um, and you've got a very mobile workforce that are out there. Yep. Can you expand a bit more on um, how you... 100% involved, 100% included. Regular meetings every week if it needs to be. Set a time, Tuesday morning, whatever it is, it's Tuesday morning for us. It's less now than it was. I don't know that that's a good thing long term, but we've got to test and measure. Um, help them understand the daily grind. The guys that are out there in a truck for the drain man, either singularly, or, or in a team of two, because that's what happens, get pretty involved in their day. They don't see what else is going on around them. For example, a guy who is in what we call stage one, which is clearing and inspecting, and I don't want to go into too much detail, has to provide work for the relining crews. So he has to become a salesperson. And if he's not a salesperson, then he's in trouble, because the numbers, are uh, uh, sought and delivered on exactly what he's delivering. Um, so how does, so a plumber become a, how does a plumber become a salesperson? Mindset, got to get inside their heads and, and it's not the rah, 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 rah stuff. That's all. I'll never forget, I went to a, um, a function that Stefan was running some time ago. It's probably eight years ago. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, oh, this sounds awfully like Amway. I wasn't running that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, not I don't run those events, mate. <laughs> and there's a few people on the table sort of getting the same feeling as I was. 
I made a clear and conscious decision to speak to Stefan and say, you know, we, we've got to get it on my level. Because so I don't know about all this haughty-taughty bullshit. It's too, it's too colourful. It's too, too many flowers involved. I'm a bloke. I'm a plumber. Don't colour it up. See, you've got to understand who you're employing. And a plumber understands plumbers. And an electrician understands electricians. But do you understand them? Are they 100% included? Are they 100% involved? If they don't want to be, they'll deselect themselves. And there's strategies, Stefan will give them to you, to get blokes to deselect themselves. You know, if a bloke's been working for you for 20 years and he won't change, see ya. Go and stuff up your own business, don't stuff up mine. I don't need that shit. I just don't need people who don't want to grow. And they, they deselect themselves all the time. Steph calls some of that churn and burn. You know, I don't know that I've ever seen a bad resume. I don't check um, references because I've never seen a bad one. I've never had anybody tell me on the phone, don't employ me as a dickhead. <laughs> I've said that a couple of times to blokes <laughs> that are plumbers that have said to me, what about this bloke? And I've said, oh, Jesus, stay away from him. Yeah? But I've never, so when you go through your process and the higher, slow, fire, fast thing is very, very true. You've got to try and get to know your staff. You're not socialising with your staff. I don't socialise with my staff. My key people, my six top key people, do not come into my personal life. It just doesn't happen. Because they're, they're work colleagues, they're team members. I'm not elitist. I, I hope I don't sound arrogant. I'd rather say I'm intense. But you can't, you, you can't run with the hares and hunt with the hounds. You just can't do it. Familiarity breeds contempt. When, you, when you're building a team, it has to be on a professional basis. Very tough thing to do. I get it. I understand because... I've been down that path and I'm continuing to go down that path, but now I've set people in places, managers, that, 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 that look after my people. And my people means a lot to me. Because they're representing my brand, they're going into my customers' homes most of the time. It's got to become personal. It's got to become, if you don't respect my customers or my gear, that I've put in, your, in the vehicle that you're driving, that's mine, we've got a problem, you and I. Because it's personal. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> it is personal. Uh, Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and I really, really hope you enjoyed the sharing from Brendan Dover from The Drain Man. And ultimately, you know, the importance of being a strong leader, a leader that continues to learn how to make better decisions, ultimately continuously measuring and ultimately looking at, did they or did they not work? The ability to make decisions about the, 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 the caliber of clients that you wish to be serving will always lead you to the caliber of team that you wish to be growing. So Brennan Dover and his sharing definitely demonstrates the importance of better decision making.
And talking about better decision making, we have business breakthrough workshop in the next week or so, and we also have board of directors twelve starting in um, in the next month or so as a new program. So. If you wish to be learning more about decisions, more about the impact of better decisions and how you could be learning the frameworks and the ultimate platform for you to be a better decider for who are the customers that you and your team deserve to be serving. All in all, as you grow your great Australian story in this unbelievable country that we live in called Australia, there is one thing that I will leave you with. And I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and it is my philosophy and my true conviction that strongly recommends that you never, ever get in the way of a growing business. Do not become the sabotage or the reason for which you sabotage your quality of life. Build it and build it strong. Build it and build it deep. That is the foundation for something that is going to outlast you. I'm Stefan Kazakas. Build the legacy that you and your team and all your loved ones deserve. Till next time, keep your questions coming in. I'm Stefan Kazakas from Business Benchmark Group. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.